Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. Now today we will do part two on the power and the purpose of the seed. And to lay a foundation, we're going to read the verses that we read in our last lesson, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse, actually we're going to read from verse 6 through to verse 10. The power and purpose of the seed. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food Supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now that last verse, verse 10, in the New Living Translation says it this way. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. In our previous study, I shared with you my own personal experience and my journey towards debt-free living. I do believe that God plans and desires for every one of His children to live without debts. Amen? The blessing of the Lord is able to do that if we can transition from the world system to God's system. God has a way of doing things. The world has a way of doing things, but God has a far better way of doing things, even in our finances. Amen? So I shared with you, if you were here, if not, you may go to our website and listen to the, to the message, how I discovered through the Word the purpose and the value of the seed when it comes to financial prosperity and how God uses our seed giving to increase and to multiply our resources for the purpose of bringing us into a place of being self-sufficient, but not only that, 
as we read in the Scriptures, so that we may have an abundance for what? To support every good work. Wow. Notice what we've just read. And God is able. Amen? God is able. God is not limited. We limit him through our way of thinking many times. But God's resources are unlimited. He has never experienced recession or any other kind of financial difficulty. Amen? There is always an abundance when it comes to God's kingdom. So the word says God is able to do what? To make all grace abound toward you so that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, notice the always, the all things, so that you may have an abundance for every good work. That tells me abundance. There is no limitation. And God is able to do that for every single one of us if we dare to believe him, we dare to trust him and put his principles to work. I believe that word. That's been one of my favorite verses throughout the years. I quote that verse very often. I meditate and I feed on that word. Well, you know, Learning to trust God in the area of our finances is a journey of faith. We learn to do that. And that learning is a process. You learn to trust God. Just like you learn to drive, you learn to cook, you learn to do the things that we do in life. So learning to trust the Lord in the area of our finances is a journey of faith just like any other area we desire to receive God's supernatural intervention. You learn to trust God for divine protection as you study His Word, as you meditate in His Word. So us being born again and coming into the newness of life, we are required primarily to diligently study the Word of God for the purpose of renewing our minds and learning to live as citizens of the kingdom of God. It's one thing being born again, and it's another thing having your mind renewed so that you can think the way God thinks and do the way God does things. Now, that is a long process, and it takes diligent work. This is not for the lazy Christian. Amen? The Word of God says, do not be conformed to this world, Romans 12, verse 2, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, God is not going to renew your mind. 
And we need to understand that. So often we pray to God to do something that we are called to do. God is not going to do your job. You're going to have to study the Word diligently, systematically, until your mind is renewed concerning every single sphere and area of our lives. In the area of relationships, in the area of finances, in the area of protection, in the area of financial prosperity. God is not going to renew your mind. You need to do that. Amen? So it takes work and diligent study. You cannot have a renewed mind by attending church services or Bible studies during the week. You're going to have to do your own private study. Hello? That's what many believers don't understand. We must come to a place where we love the Word of God far above all else and give the Word first place in our lives. Give it priority. Proverbs 4 verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. What does it mean to attend to it? Put it first place. Take time and pay attention to what God says about anything and everything in your life. And then he goes on to say, Incline your ears to my sayings. When you attend to the written word, that written word becomes a living saying to you. Amen? Do not let my word depart from your eyes. Keep looking at it. Keep reading it. Keep seeing it. Keep the word in the midst of your heart. Why? Because it is life to those who find my words and health to all of the flesh. Many years ago, God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, this book of the law, if we, if we translate that in a New Testament vernacular today, we would put it, this word of God, this new covenant, this New Testament must not depart from your mouth, but therein, but you shall meditate in it day and night, so that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, that was what God told Joshua to do, but those principles apply to us today. You cannot prosper without the Word. The knowledge of the Word is key to your divine Prosperity. He says, you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. He didn't say, God will make your way prosperous. So, so many people are praying, God, prosper my way. God says, you do it. If you take hold of my word and do what I said, you're going to make your way prosperous, and you're going to have good success. Amen? Amen? Now, in sharing what I shared with you in my previous lesson, I run the risk of being misunderstood. Why do I say that? Because people are looking for a magic formula today. Give me three steps 
to success. Formula. Put, put this formula into practice, you will... No, what I gave you is not a magic formula. When I say, when I have a need, I sow a seed, it's not a magic formula that I've given you. It is a way of life. You've got to learn to live this way. Amen? Amen? Day in and day out. What I taught you is what God intends for every born-again believer to do when it comes to the area of finances. It is the way you live. It's got to become part of you. Amen? Now, in saying that, when I have a need, I sow a seed, I want to say to you that it takes more than just sowing a financial seed. Much more than that. It takes more than just the act of giving. It may come as a surprise to you. And that's what many preachers teach, unfortunately. But it takes much more than that. Why do I say that? Why? Because many are faithful in their giving today. And I witnessed that in my years of walk with God, in shepherding God's people. I have seen many faithful in their giving, yet they fail to see the harvest of the giving as the Lord promised. And that was one of my questions that bothered me for a long time. Why does it work for some, and why doesn't it work for others? Wouldn't you want to know? Amen. <laughs> well, this question really bothered I know it worked for me. I've seen the results, and I have seen the harvest of my giving. Maybe not up to a 100% return, but I have seen again and again the hand of provision and the miraculous harvest that God has brought into my, uh, my life, into our lives, over a period of 40 years of walking with Him. And I have seen that it didn't work for others as well. Why does it work for some and not for others? Do you want to know? Okay. I was awakened at 3.30 at, um, in the morning a few days ago. I know when God wakes me at that time of the morning, I can't go back to sleep. So I toss and turn for a few minutes after forcing myself to sleep, and I realize it's, it's a waste of time. Not only do I keep waking my wife, but I can't go back to sleep. So I get, as is my custom, I go sit in my office and I... I just wait on the Lord. Lord, what is it? Is there something you want to talk to me? You know, during the day, your mind runs wild all over the place. Your mind is so active, you can't really hear God. That's why the Bible says, be still. It's easy to still the body, but it is not easy to still the mind. When your mind runs because you are concerned about things, you may be stressed out about things, you may be anxious about other things, you can't really hear God. You've got to still your body and still your mind. 3.30 in the morning, you can get very quiet. There's no telephone calls during that time, no text messages, no nothing, no traffic. And so... You can hear the Lord. 
As I turn my thoughts on today's ministry and the continuation of my sermon series on the principle of the seed, I saw it so clearly. Everything became so clear, and I understood why the giving of some people works and why the giving of other people does not work. My long-standing question was answered by the Holy Spirit. And it was hidden in one of the verses of Scripture that I'm going to read to you. Wow, this is a revelation. And I pray it will become a revelation to you as it became to me. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Can we read that verse together that's on the board? Let's do it together out loud. Through wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. What was highlighted to my spirit were the words knowledge. Knowledge. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. The key word there is, what's the key word? Knowledge. Knowledge. I saw why my giving worked for me. It worked because it was accompanied by revelation knowledge concerning the subject of finances. It was accompanied by revelation knowledge of God's Word on the subject. That's why it worked. It wasn't just my giving. My giving was accompanied by knowledge, and knowledge produces faith, and faith produces purpose. And that's why it worked. Now, I was reminded of another verse of Scripture taken from the book of Hosea. I pray you will learn something today that will remain with you and you do your own studying on the subject. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people, not the world, not the ungodly, not the sinner, God's people are destroyed for a lack of of knowledge. This is the reason why many believers are being destroyed in various areas of their lives. If you're being destroyed in your relationships, if you're being destroyed in your finances, if you're being destroyed in your health, there can only be one reason, and that is because of a lack of knowledge concerning the area that you are being destroyed in. And then he goes on to say, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being a priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Hard words. 
yet they're so true today. The only reason, no other reason, Christians are being devastated is because of a lack of knowledge that it takes to prosper in every sphere of life. When I first heard about the tithe and the offering, I immediately put it into practice. Without fully understanding it, it was out of sheer obedience to the Word of God. And it's good. When I first heard about the principle, and I was taught about the principle of first fruits, I acted upon that teaching out of sheer obedience to the Word of God. But here is the secret. I did not stay there. Do you know what I mean by that? I heard the Word. I acted upon the Word. But I didn't stay there. And that's where many of you are. You heard the word, you know it's true, and you obeyed, but you stayed there. You didn't go deeper. You didn't research and study the word for yourself to get that word deep down into your spirit so that the head knowledge can become revelation knowledge and heart knowledge. Hello? Now, as I recall back and look back over the years, I literally spent hours in the Word doing my own research, studying the Scriptures, meditating on them, and listening to anointed teaching on financial prosperity. And I'm talking about hours and hours over the years, hours of studying the Word, researching it, reading it, meditating on it, and storing it into my mind and into my heart. Out of my research and out of the diligent study of the Word of God, knowledge arose. I understood the Word of God. I saw something in the scriptures that became the force or the inspiration and the grace that I needed to act upon that word, but act upon it with purpose and knowledge and faith. That's why it worked for me. Now... Listen to what Mark's Gospel, chapter 4 and verse 8 says. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Out of all the people that received the word, only 25% of those who heard the word produced fruit. Why? It is the same today. Many hear the word, 
but instead of producing the kind of results that God is looking for in all of us, only a few bring forth fruit. 30, 60, 100. Why? The secret is because the seed fell on good ground. It's the ground, it's not the seed. It's your heart, it's not the seed. The seed is incorruptible. There's nothing wrong with the seed. There's nothing wrong with the Word. But there are plenty wrong with our hearts. Stones. You know, no farmer in his right mind would take precious seed and go out and sow it into an uncultivated ground. He doesn't do that, does he? He spends days plowing the ground, taking out the stones, taking out the weeds, preparing it, waiting for the rain to fall, and then he plants the seed. And that seed that is planted in good ground will produce 30, 60, 100-fold. Do you see it now? Now, that's what I've done. Scripture after Scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept, a little here, a little there, over the months, over the years, I built that Word into my spirit. Without the Word, there is no blessing. Without the Word, there's no healing. Without the Word, there's no financial prosperity. Without the Word, there's no divine protection. Hello? Everything you need is in the Word. But the Word needs good ground to produce. Did you get that? The reason it did not work for others was because their giving was not accompanied by revelation knowledge, was not accompanied by faith or purpose, because they did not take the time to study the Word for themselves until that Word became life and light and revelation knowledge and truth. So you give money to men and to God's work, but that alone is not enough. You've got to give faith to God. Money to men, faith to God. Because God requires faith. Everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. Nothing works without faith. And where does faith come from? By hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God on the subject. If you need healing, don't study finances. Hello? If you need financial prosperity, don't study divine healing. If you need to walk in, the, in God's divine protection, don't study the subject on prosperity. Because what you need is protection, not prosperity. Hello? So you've got to find the areas in your life that you are weak, that you are struggling with. 
Are you fearful? Then you go to study the word concerning the subject of fear. What does God say about this? If you lack finances, if you're always in debt, if you don't know how to manage your money, then you go to go to the Word of God and read and study and learn what God has to say about financial prosperity. Did you get that? I hope so. I pray so. The Word says in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God. What must we do? I thank God for the Bible school we ran for 10 whole years. We gave it a, a holiday, a break last year and this year. But so many have learned so much out of that Bible study. Because you were forced to discipline yourself and systematically study the Word of God on many subjects. On prayer, on the Holy Spirit, on finances, on faith, and all these wonderful subjects that we study in the Bible. The Word says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And in Mark 4, 24, this is one of my favorite verses in the Amplified Translation. And he said to them, this is the Lord speaking, be careful what you're hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. Did you get that? The measure of thought and study you give to any truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. 20% study, 20% knowledge. 50% study, 50% knowledge and virtue will come back to you. How much do you want? That's up to you. How much do you want? How important is this to you? How important is the Word of God to you? If it is important, then let me ask you a question. How much time do you spend studying that Word? Feeding on it, meditating on it. Time invested in the Word of God is never wasted time. It will always pay rich dividends, but you will have to study it. I can't do that for you. I can't spoon feed you. You're not a child anymore. Hello? You've been born again. You know the Word of God. You know the Lord Jesus Christ. You know the importance of doing your own studying and your own prayer. Your work is not more important than the Word. Relaxation and, and comfort is not more important than the Word of God. The Word is your life. Amen? How much time do we really invest 
in systematically studying, reading, meditating the Word of God on any given subject that we want to gain knowledge and virtue and understanding. Hello? It's important that you are in a good church that teaches the Word, but it is also vitally important that you take that Word that you are taught and do your own research on it. You know, even before I was called into the ministry, just a disciple like you, a few months old in the Lord, but there was this divine hunger in my heart to know the Word of God. I didn't wait for my pastor. I didn't wait for Sunday morning to hear the Word of God. I went out and I purchased all of the teachings I could on the subjects that I needed to practice and learn and grow and understand how this Word works. My library is worth thousands and thousands of rands over the years. I spent a lot of money buying material from places that the Holy Spirit directed me to. You can't just listen to anybody. you got to know who you listen to. Jesus said, be careful what you hear. There's a lot of teachings out there that tell you poverty is from God, that God uses poverty and sickness to teach you. That's hogwash. That's a lie. That's a deception from the pit of hell. Amen? They will tell you that the Holy Spirit and His gifts is not for us today. Speaking in tongues is not of God. They, you got to discern and you got to receive direction from the Lord who you listen to and listen to your spiritual oversight. So many people today go into the internet and they swallow everything that they see or they read on the internet. That's dangerous. You can poison yourself spiritually and your well if you do not listen to the right people. There are many false teachers out there, many false prophets. That is why God has given you His anointing within you so that you may discern what is truth, what is lies. Hello? And listen to your oversight. They've been appointed by God to protect you. God said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will do what? Who will feed you. Not with hype, but with knowledge and understanding. Knowledge, folks. Knowledge is the most expensive commodity in the world today, in the universe. The wars that are fought today the greatest battles are fought over this one issue, over revelation knowledge. The one who gains knowledge gains strength. It's what you know that will make the difference in your life and what you practice from what you know. Amen? So if you need a financial harvest and if you desire that you're giving produce results, then you will have to plant not just a financial seed in giving, but you will have to plant the seed of God's Word concerning finances into your heart. You need both. Then it will work for you. Because your giving will come out of faith. Amen? And faith always works. 
Don't do something because somebody else did it. <laughs> I heard the story of someone who said, well, this guy stood up and gave a testimony how he gave his car away, and after two weeks, God gave him a brand new car, much better than the one he gave away. So <laughs> this guy thought, well, if, if, he, if God did it for him, he'll do it for me, so I'm going to do the same. He gave his car away, and he walked and walked and walked and walked for many months. It worked for him, but it didn't work for the other guy. Why? Because the other guy did it out of faith. <laughs> and, the, and the one that didn't work for him is because he said, well, he did it, I can do it. Amen. Don't do it because somebody else did it. Do it because you know and you have a revelation from the Word of God and then it will work for you just like it worked for the other guy. I can tell you testimony and share here with you after testimony how I have seen God's supernatural provision from unexpected sources. But I know now why it worked for me. Because I took the time to study the Word of God and to build that Word into my spirit. And this will work for any area that we are believing God for. It will work when it comes to your health, the health of your children. It will work when it comes to divine protection. It will work when it comes to financial prosperity. Amen. It will work in your marriage relationships or any other relationship. It will all. God's Word always works. You may say, well, but it doesn't work for me, Pastor. Well, you have what you say. Work with it until it works for you. Stay with it until it works. Amen? Amen. I recall when I first got born again, I was suffering from migraine headaches. Two, three, maybe four times a week. My head would pound and I would bring up and, and, and several times the doctor was called to give me injections because of this migraine. When I came to the Lord and I discovered about divine healing, I stayed with the healing scriptures for six months. I studied from Genesis to Revelation, found all of the scriptures that talked about divine healing. And every morning, every lunchtime, every evening, I would read them, I would meditate on them, I would research, I would quote them and confess them. In six months, my migraine headaches disappeared, but it took me six months. The longest journey that the Word will ever make is from here to here. And so often, because of the wrong teaching we have had, we have to unlearn what we have been taught by our parents, by our school teachers, by religious traditions. If you've been in a, in a traditional church and they've taught you things and you believed them all your life, well, before you renew your mind, you have to unlearn those things and learn from the beginning the Word of God. And in conclusion, when I saw this and it became so clear to me, the Spirit concluded his revelation by saying this to me. He said, son, tell my people that if they do what you did and put the hours of study and meditation in their giving like you did, 
and arm themselves with knowledge, it will work for them just like it worked for you. What are you going to do? Are we really going to get serious with the Word and study it for ourselves? Or are we going to make all sorts of excuses why we don't have time to study? In the society and in the world we live today, you cannot wake up and say, well, if I have time, I'm going to do this. You can't do that. You have to plan your days. You have to plan the hours of your study and prayer and meditation. And it takes discipline, and it takes hard work, and it takes a full-hearted commitment. Those of you who are young, you've got your whole life ahead of you. Don't waste it. As I look back, I thank God. I thank God that I came to know the Lord at an early age. And I thank God that I was divinely led by the Spirit to diligently do my own homework. It paid rich dividends and continues to pay. You see, the Word will work and will reproduce after its kind continually and multiply, multiply, multiply. Amen? Let's stand and pray. Heavenly Father, we, I want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity this morning to share the, the secrets of your heart, to share revelation knowledge, to share from my own experience, and so that I can teach your people not something I read, not something I heard someone say, but Lord, to share that which I have lived all these years. I thank you for giving me these wonderful and precious people to minister to and to feed them with knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And I pray today that everyone within the sound of my voice, Lord, those that are here, those that are not, that they would take to heart the words that are shared here this morning, that they will work with your word, that they will Study your word, and I pray you would give them a love for the word that is second to none. Turn our hearts toward you, dear Lord Jesus, and towards your word, that you may be glorified, that you may receive, Father, the reward of your suffering, that your people may prosper in every area of our lives, physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially, Lord. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.